0: Good afternoon friends Welcome to the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show Here on a grand and glorious Friday afternoon In the best little city in America Sioux Falls, South Dakota And it's still grand and glorious, right? Right? Just stay with me man, it's gonna be okay It's gonna be okay Trust me on this one You're going to be all right. It's going to be fine. How about we spend a couple hours uh, here on the Patrick Lally Show engaged in some energetic and entertaining conversation? Huh? That'll help, right? We're going to talk about local, state, and national news and politics, certainly. And, uh, you know, we might be, we might be, because this show is a public service to you good people in the greater Sioux Falls metro area and beyond This is a public service, so we're going to talk about the weather just a little bit, keep you up to date. Mr. Dan Peters, our Uber producer of this fine program, he's manning the news and the weather today, and uh, Dan will do his best to keep you updated on closings and such, and we'll be talking about it through the course of the show today, because I know that you need to be up to date. Maybe you're out cruising over to your uh, local uh, 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 grocery store to stock up on a few provisions. That could be happening. Uh, But if you're out there driving around in your car listening to us, we really thank you. You know, be careful. Slow down. It's not terribly slippery yet, but you know, it can change like just on a dime. That can change. Gets slippery really fast. Maybe you're uh, out in the greater area listening on the KSO.com website, the live stream, or the KSO mobile app. And for that, we do appreciate it. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live or on our Twitter account at P Lally Show, where there's all kinds of good information. Dan, uh, it's uh, it's not good. It's not it's not good, dude. For you? What? Well, yeah, I for me, it's fine, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you just it's all about attitude.
0: Are you happy? I'm happy. Happy. Yeah. you are. No, it's fine. You can be happy. You can be happy in the middle of a snowstorm. You know what's weird is that right now, as I'm driving over, I'm thinking, ah, it's going to miss us.
1: (laughs) No, don't don't worry. Don't worry. Just be happy. Everything's
0: going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Nothing to worry about. It's just snow.
1: We've done this before.
0: And wind be happy.
1: You know what? I was actually looking up some stuff. Yeah. Do you remember the winter storm atlas? That and that because yeah. we because uh, the Buffalo maiden talked about it yeah. a little bit yesterday. Yeah. That happened in October of 2013.
0: Really? That long ago. Yes.
1: And as part of that storm system, and that was a big one. Yeah. And actually, I would I would venture to say that that one was even more powerful than what we've got going on today. Yeah. Because there were Tens of thousands of people without power out in western South Dakota, and thousands of cattle were killed, and that was the day that there was a tornado that ripped through Wayne, Nebraska.
0: That's right. That That same day. Very weird. But we had a little bit of that um, overnight because uh, I heard the thunder. In fact, there was one pretty big clapo over on the southeast side. And scared the cats, to, just scared the bejesus out of them, which was good because they were crawling all over. But the, uh, uh knocked over a pole or something. I saw that on the uh, breaking news uh, apps out there and uh, had to call the fire truck. It didn't start a fire or anything, but the pole was over the road. But yep. that was a big one.
1: Had to be tended to this morning.
0: Yeah. It, but it was weird. And then the hail and then more hail and then the rain and the wind. And it's just gosh awful out there. Thankfully I don't have to drive to Minnesota tonight, which is what I was going to be doing. Nope, not happening. Not happen. What are the odds though that you think I can get some uh, you know, provisions this evening at my uh, local grocery store?
1: I would say average to good.
0: You think there'll still be something left on the shelves? Mhm. I recall uh when the before one of the big ones. I don't remember if it was 2013. It might have been that one. Uh I went When I was still in the news biz, the straight up news biz, I went to a grocery store uh, near my home at about, mm, you know, it was later in the evening, like 10, 11, something like that. And the place was cleaned out. And, you know, this was a big grocery store. One of the major ones cleaned out. They were restocking like crazy
1: I think the main difference with that particular event, that was a multi-day event. Yep. That was going to be three days, and it was. And it was cold. This particular event is basically a one-day kind of thing. Yeah, we
0: can, we'll can. be fine.
1: To, yeah, you could, you could subsist on saltines if you needed to. right. That, that <laughs> extra pack, and,
0: oh, there's a jar of peanut wolf. Ah. You know, and uh, uh, I think uh, I should be fine on uh, 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 you know adult libation. That's something that you kind of, when you're hunkered down like that, it helps to have a little bit of libation around. I think I'm good there. So I just need, I just need little munchies. You know what I mean? I don't need bread milk. I need like some chips or something so I can make nachos.
1: Well, then all you have to do is just, you, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You can go to one of the the places that has fuel yes. and the convenience store. That's and you true. can do that there too.
0: That's true. I can get uh, nachos anywhere. Cheese. Cheese and chips, oh, should be fine.
1: But of course, you should be price conscious yeah, because right. if the prices today that you see on the items that you buy, if there is a reduced supply, then if you see those prices at another time, yeah. keep that in the back of your head, going
0: mm. surge pricing, <laughs> just like just like with Lyft. your uh, yes. Lyft or your Uber. Uh, a friend of mine, who shall remain nameless, paid uh, uh, thirty bucks for a uh, lift ride not so long ago on a kind of a late on a Saturday night. It was about eight blocks, (laughs) 30 bucks. 30 bucks for eight blocks. Uh, it was, you know, you don't know. That's how they get you. You couldn't have stumbled that far? I, well, I think he could. <laughs> uh, he could have, but that's okay. Hey, uh, despite this weather, we have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, our guests include Steve Herman of Sanford Profile. A couple of weeks ago, uh, several weeks ago now, he was on the show. And you remember, he took a cheek swab from me right here on the show. Cheek swab. And uh, they, like, ran my DNA or whatever. And they're going to tell me what it all means for my... Uh, my nutritional situation that could be bad right
1: is that going to be dna or is that going to be as if you know is it is it basically a snapshot of how your metabolic systems are working
0: yeah The, the second one but it's you know it's all related to the fancy genetics and such so we'll see what steve has to say uh i'm i have concerns Let's just say that. Scott Hudson is our weird friend of the day, and uh, uh, Scott's got something he wants to talk about, so that'll be fun. Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus will make her weekly stop, and she's uh, she's got one of them GF&P dudes in tow with her, and we're going to talk about rabid animals. That'll be a nice uh, diversion from the weather, rabid animals. And I will have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, Trump, Trump. Trump, 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 That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. Three nineteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we're running right into the PNL statement with our friends the Bodines. Yeah, it's what we're trying to do, everybody, every day. Just trying to get a little closer to free. That's the point of this whole demo- democratic exercise—exercise exercise in freedom and democracy and personal rights and responsibility. Oh, but I can't. Uh, so the, the the news today. This is kind of an amazing day. You know, we're focused on the weather here, but meanwhile, out in Washington, or as my friends like to say, Washington. uh just think, listen to these headlines. This is just today, just this morning. So, the Comey book, first of all. So, uh, James B. Comey's searing tell all book touched off a forceful attack on the former FBI director's character by President Trump and his allies on Friday, even as many Democrats struggled with conflicting feelings about the man they blamed for Hillary Clinton's loss in 2016. Yeah, you know, uh, James Comey's got no friends. <laughs> Let's just be, he's, he's, well, I should say he's got friends, he's just got a lot of enemies. Uh, so, uh, the president just beaten on Mr. Comey today for his book, A Higher Loyalty, Truth, Lies, and Leadership, which segments have been leaking out. And, uh, Comey did an, an interview with ABC, uh, in which, uh, the, uh, Mr. Former FBI director called the president unethical and untethered to the truth, all kinds of wild stuff coming out of that. But, uh, so Trump called him, uh, uh this morning, he, uh, got on the Twitter machine and called him untruthful slime ball and uh, a proven lie leaker and liar and said it was my great honor to fire mr comey that's good stuff huh and then uh let's see moving on from that headline you've got the next one trump lawyer seeks to block files from FBI until fbi until search can be done scrupulously so they're trying to uh make sure that uh uh the the Justice Department doesn't get a good look at them files that they took out of Michael D. Cohen's office, who, of course, is the personal lawyer to Donald J. Trump. He asked a uh, judge, federal judge in Manhattan on Friday to block the Justice Department from reading documents related to his decades-long legal representation of Mr. Trump that were taken in a recent FBI raid. Mr. Trump and Mr. Cohen were still trying to determine what exactly was seized in the raids, which were even broader than had been previously reported. In addition to searching Mr. Cohen's office and hotel room, prosecutors also obtained warrants to seize material from his cell phones, his tablet, his laptop, and a safe deposit box. Yeah, so that's that's going pretty well. So uh, the lawyer for personal lawyer for Mr. Trump doesn't want uh, the one, Mr. Robert S. Mueller III, of course, your special counsel, to be able to see all that. Lots of wild stuff coming out of that too. Apparently, this was uh, been going on this investigation for quite a while quite some time, and is related to Mr. Cohen's own finances. And, you know, so apparently he's he's been setting up all these LLCs and such to uh, pay off the various uh, um, lovers, we'll call them lovers, of the president. That's what is a lot of the speculation, and some of the evidence would suggest that. So that's that's not good. And then, of course, Scooter, Scooter, Scooter. Haven't been able to say "scooter," "scooter," "scooter" in a while. Trump pardons Scooter Libby for perjury in CIA leak case. You remember Scooter, or as we like to call him, I. Lewis Libby Jr. Uh, Trump went ahead and pardoned him. He was uh, the uh, he was involved in the uh, whole uh, Valerie uh, Plame. He he was uh, charged with revealing the identity of CIA officer Valerie Plame Wilson. And uh, George Bush had commuted his sentence to a 30-month prison sentence, but refused to grant him a full pardon. He, of course, was the former chief of staff to the vice president, Dick Cheney. And that was a big controversy because he um, lied about that and got in a lot of trouble. And But conservatives would say he'd been uh, unfairly pursued in that case. Uh, but, you know, he was convicted. Not anymore. Trump pardoned him. That's that's interesting news on a Friday when there's a lot of going on. Okay, and then here's the big one, and something we talk about on the show all the time, all the time, trade, the big Trump trade reversal. Trump proposes rejoining, hold on to your shorts here, people, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, our old friend the TPP. You remember that thing that we got out of a couple of days after uh, Donald J. Trump took office? The lead on this New York Times story, President Trump, in a sharp reversal, told a gathering of farm state lawmakers and governors on Thursday morning that the United States was looking into rejoining multi-country trade agreement known as the TPP, a deal he pulled out of days after assuming the presidency. What I love about this okay, first of all, uh, uh, our our Senator John Thune's in this story, and apparently— This is a paragraph from the story. The discussion on the trade deal began at the White House meeting earlier on Thursday when Senator John Thune, a Republican of South Dakota, questioned Mr. Trump about returning to the pact, arguing that the Trans-Pacific Partnership was the best way to put pressure on China. So kudos, kudos to the senior senator from South Dakota for looking the president in the eye and saying, come on, man, you're killing us here. But then, as often happens with the president, Late Thursday, the president appeared to shift gears again, saying in a Twitter post at eleven fifteen PM last night that he would consider re entering the agreement only if it were, quote, substantially better than the deal offered to President Barack Obama. Quote, we already have bilateral deals with six of the eleven nations in TPP, he wrote, and are working to make a deal with the biggest of those nations, Japan, who has hit us hard for hit us hard on trade for years. Yeah, and then uh Thune, he said, no, come on, man. Give us a break here, man. So, you know, I, 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 uh, as I said, kudos to Thune. Uh, But I have this feeling, um, though, that uh, Trump told Thune and those other senators, farm state senators who were there, what they wanted to hear at the time. Farmers are not a priority for Trump. He's already in a fight for his political life. And I don't get the sense that our economy is at the top of his list. Has a man actually ever been to a farm? Has he ever actually talked to a farmer? I have no idea. So we're going to throw money at farmers, because that's the other part of this deal. He'll say, hey, listen, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you with about 30 Milski. Was it Milski or Bilski? I can't remember. It's a lot of money. There's a program out there, and they're saying, hey, 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 hey we'll take care of you. But that's not going to solve this problem. It's not what farmers want. Check. There is a check. It's not what people of this state want. And it's not going to help our economy. Not really. They want markets. They want markets to sell their goods. TPP was a good way to do that. It did put pressure on China. Thune is right. Rounds was right when he wrote that strongly worded letter the other day. What happened to capitalism and free markets? This seems exactly the opposite. We're going to prop up the farmers. This is what we accuse France of doing. It's just sound and fury to support Trump's skewed view of economics and politics, and it's just wrong. I hope that uh, I hope that Senator Thune and Senator Rounds keep that pressure on and our friends in the other farm states around here who have been pointing out, hey baby this ain't such a good idea. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, but if we go back in the TPP, we're going in a, at a much weaker position than we had before. I don't know how we're going to get Better agreement than we had before. Those people have moved on, not to mention NAFTA. That's the bottom line in today's PL statement. You can't agree or disagree with me, and I hope you do. I hope you do. You can email me, Patrick at KSO.com, or get on the Twitter, at P. Lally Show, and throw us a bone there. We always appreciate it. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Scott Hudson from Weird Friends. He's got a story about the, uh, well, I'll let him tell it. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 336 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And I accidentally played this song yesterday, bringing in the Buffalo Maiden, but I normally reserve it for Mr. Scott Hudson. Uh, for Weird Friends, of course, that's the Replacements, Alex Chilton, one of the finest replacement songs that I know of in my book. What do you think about that, Mr. Scott Hudson?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of about 200 that are in the top 200. <laughs> that's about right. Uh, yeah.
0: Say, how are you? Are you hunkered down? You got your provisions? You got boarded uh, oh, up oh. the windows?
2: Well, I mean, thankfully, I was given... Uh, about 36 hours' notice yesterday.
0: <laughs> what? From uh, what, just uh, by looking out the window? What, how was well, that?
2: Well, no, okay. You know, in the, in the 90s, I used to love to watch our local weather and make fun of them. Yep. You know, especially Kellogg, because they were, they were just laughable. You know, there's a cloud in the sky. Oh, my God, we better do a marathon for six hours. Oh, wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. I think
0: you're going to get overridden. Really? Are we, are we still on? <laughs> No, but a, we will be. And we return to Scott Hudson. I think um, maybe uh, the EAS gods <laughs> were, My, <laughs> were looking it. Was at, <laughs> so
2: rudely interrupted.
0: <laughs> I, you know, it's good information. People need to know it. It's part of the I, I, uh, 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 emergency. That said, <laughs> it's just kind of ironic, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, because here's the deal. Yesterday, you know, it was day-drinking day for me. Yes, you know, where I tape my show, Day Drinking. Yes, and I connect with my co-host through Skype. And oh. so while waiting for the moment that we were going to to uh, connect, I I was watching TV, and usually when I do that, I turn it off when when she comes online. But I this time I just hit pause, and so we start taping. We're about two hours into it. I'm about three whiskeys into it, <laughs> and all of a sudden we're in the middle of taping, and I. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Now, I don't really pay attention to weather that much. I mean, I ask Alexa every day. Yes, she tells me what I need to know. Yes. Uh, so, oh, I go, I, you know, and I'm in my my studios in my bedroom. So, you know, I can't really see what's going on. I thought, oh, okay, so now is when the snow's coming. I come out to refill my drink. Just very few clouds in the sky. <laughs> I'm going. Why are we getting a, a, a an EMS thing, you know, warning thing when there's nothing going on? I find out it's not going to happen for another 36 hours. Well, they like it, at, you know, in case you got to go get your provisions, you know, another well, I another. Did, yeah, I mean, <laughs> did, did High V pay for that? <laughs> That's right.
0: It's kind of a. It's like Pavlovian. You hear that, and you're like, oh, I got to get some more Windsor. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm used to, I'm used to, you know, the, the, the emergencies, and I'm, look, I'm not, I'm just take with the greatest thought, laugh with me here. Yes, on people. yes. Uh, I'm used <laughs> to, like, you have this system set up, so like in the summer, when a tornado's heading your way, you run into the basement. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know why you need 36-hour notice that snow's coming.
0: Well, in case you want to drive away from it. <laughs> Get out of the state while you still can. That's what it should say. Well,
2: uh, that that wouldn't have been a bad policy. So, <laughs> no. yeah, I, I'm, of course. Then you know, my my co-hosts just start giggling at me. Well, you know, what a stupid idiot for leaving your TV on. Yeah,
0: exactly. Blah blah
2: blah. Uh, but yeah, I was I I was surprised and kind of freaked out and just started laughing myself. And I, I think it's kind of retribution against me for all the the. That I gave Mr. Cable and Mr. Troback for about fifteen years. Yep,
0: because now look at that—you, they've got you twice in two days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the EAS rises up against uh, Mr. Hudson. That's that's unfortunate. Maybe there, you know, you got to start thinking about your karma. You might have some bad karma coming in general. For oh, I,
2: I think I got a lot of bad karma. I, I think I've got some, you know, a lot of a lot of not so great things are going to happen to me in the next couple years. <laughs>
0: Some people have predicted
2: this. Well, yes. And rightfully <laughs> so.
0: Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, what are you listening to, man? What's good? Give me, me uh,
2: some. Last Friday, something really, really great came out. Uh, the new album by Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. It's called Years. Uh, if you like Lydia Loveless, very similar to that. Uh, a a pint-sized woman with a big, big voice. Mm-hmm. Um, country influence, but... Rock and roll. Yeah.
0: You should say that and again because some people that I uh, uh, talk to frequently are huge Lydia fans, so they're going to like this. What is it
2: again? Yes. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Sarah the Shook called,
3: and the Disarmers.
2: Albums called Years, and my friend Gorman, who made the Lydia Lovelace movie, mm-hmm. is, has prepared a documentary on the making of this record.
0: He's like the uh, the, the nation's most the preeminent filmmaker for uh alt-rock country people
2: <laughs> I, know, I know women
0: women Especially short
2: women he loves female female rock and
0: roll well they're good stories man they're different yeah. from your normal one so that's good yeah. hey, oh, that sounds like a good album i'm gonna have to look that one up uh scott hudson i really appreciate you being here and hunker down man don't let the eas yeah. guys
2: get a hold well, of you it. okay i didn't even add the fact that i was awakened at seven this morning by hail
0: <laughs> well see they told you it was coming you should have known
2: <laughs> well, I, the least I could do is sleep through it. That's true. Hey,
0: man, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you next week.
2: All right, see ya.
0: Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Thea Miller-Ryan's going to be in with one of those GF&P guys. Of course, she's from the outdoor campus, and we're going to talk about m- rabbit animals, something like that. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 348 on the Patrick Lally show information 1000 KSOO and it's Friday and it's roughly 345 so we've got Thea Miller Ryan in from the outdoor campus as we always do and she always a lot of times Thea you bring people with you and right. and and I appreciate that it's always it's as much as I like talking to you <laughs> you you know a lot of Experts. I
4: bring the, the experts. That's in, right in
0: the natural world. That's right. And today she's bringing back Randy Johnson from uh, Game Fish and Parks, who's been here yes, before. Sir. What What is your job again, Randy?
5: My title is Wildlife Resource Biologist. So I'm involved in a lot of different areas, um, everything from our deer telemetry work to uh, waterfall surveys, sick animals, that type of thing. I kind of cover it all.
0: And you you brought Randy today, Thea, because well. It's spring. <laughs>
5: <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. Oh. If you say so. Oh,
0: anyway, and spring <laughs> brings out the critters. Yes, sir. And some of them critters are not in such good condition. Yes. And some of them, in fact, carry uh, the little rabies situation, right? Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you my story about the skunk. Mm-hmm. All right? It's my skunk story. So I'm riding my bike as I want to do. Well, two skunk stories. One time I was riding my bike down the trail, and it was like dusk, and I look over, and there's one running next to me. That <laughs> That freaked me out plenty. (laughs) That's freaky. at least I was moving on that one. (laughs) Another time I was coming up uh, out from under 12th Street over there on Skunk Creek. And, you know, there's a... Ironic place. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a a field there. And I hear a rustling. And I kind of look behind me. And uh, I see a a skunk come walking out. Middle of the day. Middle of the afternoon. In the summer. Just come walking out of the weeds. And I just turned to the people I was with. And I said,
2: (laughs)
5: "Run!" (laughs)
2: <laughs> and i just
0: ran because seeing a skunk during the day is not a good thing is it
5: it's not necessarily what you want to see no um, and why is that randy <laughs> so in south i had to look this up just yeah. to refresh my memory a little yeah. bit but yeah. in south dakota skunks and bats are number one and two for rabies and like you say seeing them during the day is definitely it, it can happen they can be out and about doing their thing but it's it's a more of an indication that it may be abnormal for them to be out
0: and generally speaking during the day a skunk would see me, and maybe go the other direction. Ideally, yeah. Big field there, plenty of room.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you'd you'd rather not run into him if he can help it. So
0: in that situation, I did the right thing? I think so. Okay, good.
5: (laughs) Would they actually, uh,
0: would a rabid skunk actually chase you, or what's the real danger
5: there? They could. So there's actually two forms of rabies, and they have interesting names. One's called the dumb form, and one's called the furious form. Mm -hmm. So the dumb form, I don't know what the prevalence rates are, but the dumb one just kind of... Once it sets in, the animal becomes lethargic, and it just kind of tends to itself, and it's almost like it's not aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. The furious form is the one, the, the classic, where they're really aggressive, really irritable, foaming at the mouth, and they will they will come after you. I mean, you or pets or anything like that.
0: That is nuts.
5: Yeah, it's pretty gross to see.
0: And um, if that happens and you get... It, it, any kind of contact, you're probably going to have to get some sort of treatment.
5: Yep. So rabies is passed through the saliva of the inf- infected animal. So I d- you know, usually it's through a bite, but it can be through saliva getting into an open wound or your mucous membranes, like your eyes, your nose, your mouth, that type of thing. So if that happens, I mean, ideally you want to get that skunk or bat or whatever it is and get it to the lab, get it tested They can get it turned around pretty quick and tell you if it has rabies or not.
3: I don't think I'm going to go out and catch the skunk that is chasing (laughs) after me. So, what
0: you're saying is if the skunk gets near you and it, like, you're going to have to just, like, beat it to death and not (laughs) let it get away.
5: Potentially. Or call animal control, call the professionals. But, I mean, if it's rabid, it's, it's nothing to play with because if you are bit, once those symptoms set in in a person or an animal for that matter, it's always fatal. So it's definitely nothing to play around with.
0: Man, that is just it's yeah. a little bit frightening because we it is. we do have a lot of skunks around yep. and
5: every it, every year in the state we have rabid animals, you know, confirmed by the lab. Like I said, it's generally skunks and bats, but anything from cattle to raccoons, all those types of critters.
0: Now, we don't come in contact with bats as much. There's more of them, certainly. Yeah. They're everywhere, but you just don't hear about the rabid bat nearly as much do they come in contact with people as much as they can
5: and this was one of the interesting things i was telling thea before we got in here is if you you know have a situation where you for whatever reason leave a window open or something this happened to me one time i woke up and there was a bat on the window in the house and i didn't think much of it but i got to thinking okay i was actually asleep Mm -hmm. and they said these bats can they can come into contact with you and sometimes the bite is so minute you don't even know it So they, they recommend if there's a bat in the house and somebody was asleep or anything like that, you'd rather get it caught and get it tested just to be safe.
0: You've just scared an entire
3: (laughs) eastern South Dakota,
0: southwest Minnesota. I'm a huge
3: bat fan. I'm like, let him go. Take him outside. Catch him with some gloves. You've got
0: the bat houses over at the outdoor campus,
3: (laughs) don't you? I'm trying to attract them, and now you've terrified them. I mean, if they're outside, you'll (laughs)
5: see them flying around at dark, you know, right at sunset. They're trying to catch their bugs. They're not hurting anything. We
0: used to try and catch them. We used to throw like a wet sock with a ball in the air, and, you know. You made it. Yeah. (laughs) So far. Yeah. Uh, Randy Johnson, he's with the Game Fishing Parks in Theater. Miller Ryan of the outdoor campus. Great information, guys. I appreciate it. Be, be careful out there, people. Call yeah, animal control. Call animal ever, control if you're ever in you doubt. <laughs> a little Batman music playing in the background, <laughs> thanks to uh, Dan Peters. Thanks Dan, <laughs> thank you, Dan. Uh, Thea, Randy, thanks for being here.
4: You bet. Thank thanks. you.
0: Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to talk with Phil Schreck from KSFY, and then we're going to chat with Steve Herman from Sanford Profile about my DNA. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Public
2: service announcements with Three fifty eight
0: on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Hey, don't forget tonight, before everything gets kind of crazy, you can still go outside. You go downtown, you go to the Orpheum Theater about 8 p.m., and you catch Tab Benoit. He is coming courtesy of the Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society. It's going to be a fantastic show. It is a great place to see a concert if you have any interest whatsoever. Coming up after the news with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with Phil Schreck. Chief Meteorologist at KSFY Severe Weather Center. We'll get the latest and then we'll run down some closings and such for you. So stay tuned. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.
4: 416
0: on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. You know, the other thing you can do this weekend during the big storm, hunker down with some music. And this is Trampled by Turtles. I play it all the time, people, because it's great. From Duluth, you know, they know snow. You know, something about living in a climate where you get uh, a lot of snow and you're shut down makes you good at bluegrass and good music and thoughtful stuff. I don't know, something like that. Uh, Dan and I, uh, Dan Peters, of course, Uber producer Dan Peters is here and he's been going over all the closings and uh, we thought we should give you a rundown of the situation in the city in terms of the streets and safety. Uh, The city officials had a press conference this morning to sort of gird everybody and get us all on the same page and uh, dan and i have put together a little bit of that information for you today so dan basically what what's the key i mean basically any activities are not going to happen school district stuff any of that done right
1: because what you'd really want to do and and even phil talked about it with the weather forecast from ksfy and the severe weather center He's worried about trying to to get to the station tomorrow from his full place in the northeast part of town, and and basically they're saying this is how it's going to happen when people are driving in in the slush and this is going to be heavy wet snow. It's going to be hard to maneuver your, your vehicle nonetheless in that, and it's going to be tough for the plowing equipment to be to be able to keep up with that. So any city. Facility that normally would be open on a Saturday is essentially closed for tomorrow, which includes the landfill, the Midco Aquatic Center, the library, the household hazardous waste facility. And they've even pushed back the project nice and keep for the targeted neighborhoods until Tuesday, because usually you'd want to put out those materials Sunday night for a Monday pickup. They want to wait for... Monday Mm -hmm. until they set those things out. And again, and I know that there was a craft and vendor fair that's being put on by Sioux Falls Lutheran school that was called off. Mm -hmm. And essentially if you're going to be out and about and, and if you have somewhere that you, okay, this, this is something that I had planned. I'm going to do it. Make sure that that place is operating on operation. Number one. And number two, that you're, you can actually get
4: there.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and you've got some you got some cuts loaded up from today's press conference. Uh, I thought um, Mayor Huther had some good advice. You can play a little bit of that now.
1: No, I wrote. I what don't. Do I what don't do you have got? that. Well, I've got. Which one I've do you got? got Matt. I've got Matt Burns. Oh, okay. The police that's even, chief.
0: That's also good. That is also uh, we're good. We're going to frankly discourage travel. We're not going to say no travel advised as of yet. We're going to continue to monitor the situations and and circumstances in real time from a fire team, from Galen's team, and from emergency management, and make that call when appropriate. But just let's, let's all be smart if we have to hunker down on Saturday. Get your supplies today to do so, and let's just be smart about this. And hopefully on Sunday we look back and say, you know, that was a doozy, but we handled it in, in a responsible and smart way, and, and we'll emerge, emerge
2: in good shape uh, early next week.
0: Yeah, So it, it's not going to be a long one, as we said, but it's going to be because it's so wet and windy and you just aren't probably going to be able to drive around as well as you may in a normal snowfall. And uh, they're going to do their best on the streets. They're obviously, uh, the plan is to hit the emergency snow routes until everything is passed. You got Galen up there? You got, you got a little Galen Huber for us? Dan, can we, can we hear a little Galen?
1: Well, let me go to that section. Of what do you the, got?
0: What do you got? Who you got?
6: For right me? now,
1: I've got now I've got Mayor Huther. Oh, okay. So now I've got his portion of the conference.
6: All right. What we're going to do is on Saturday, uh, we're already going to announce some decisions, uh, and, and so here they go. First of all, uh, snow removal uh, will occur only on those emergency snow routes here in, in, in our city. Um, And I've got Galen who will come up, you know, later on, and and he can explain more in terms of uh, why that is a a very, very prudent decision. Public transportation, and and I know it is a a sole means of transportation for many in our great city, Uh, but public transportation on Saturday will only be done on those emergency snow routes. A no-travel advisory, we're not issuing it right now however there is a very very good likelihood that uh, that may occur uh on saturday uh we'll evaluate that and we'll make those uh those announcements uh tomorrow if, if indeed they are they are needed
0: so there you go i mean it's you know it's pretty rare uh in the city that they issue that no travel advisory because it's you know, we're in the city, so sometimes the drifting isn't as bad, and they do plow the emergency snow routes, and there, you know, there are ways to get around. Uh, but it, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense to go out and be just, you know, trying to go to the, just drive around and look at the storm, which people do.
1: Yeah, and there are certain areas of town where they know, okay, the wind's going to be coming from this direction, and this is an area that normally would have some trouble spots, and, and they know that these areas are going to be tough off the from the get-go and they're going to be working on them as 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 they can but they can't be everywhere at all times
0: yeah and you know the thing you worry about is not so much uh you know somebody just getting stuck in their car you know because that that could happen what you worry about is somebody gets stuck in their car abandons it and there's a fire or an emergency of some sort and then the fire engines which you know then they can't get in now you now you got a problem and the it's tough because you know, you get false alarms and these kinds of things, and so you just don't know. So stay out of the way.
1: Well, and here's one thing that Galen Huber did talk about: is he's going to have an armada of of equipment out there to help with the storm. The
4: we will we will have our complement of, of 45 sanders out, and we will have uh, probably close to about 30 uh, uh, motor graders that will be out working tomorrow.
5: Are you guys going to start pre-treating?
4: We don't, we won't pre-treat. What we'll do is we'll wait till we actually uh, um, have the snow coming in. One thing that with this wind tomorrow, uh, we don't want to put down a lot of chemical. The wind's going to cover it right up and it won't activate. And it's just kind of a waste of material. We'll probably put down one application tonight when it first comes coming in to get a good base coating down. Um, yesterday morning, the, sub, the two-inch subsoil moisture or temperature was at 36 degrees, which is good for us for the initial snow. Um, it will start melting some of that so when they talk about eight inches of snow we might only have to deal with six inches of snow because uh, two of inches two inches of it will melt but again there's also that there's that time frame when that 36 inches starts getting colder and colder and turning to 32 and 31 then that snow starts to freeze on you and you get slippery conditions that-
0: yeah so the first you know for a while tonight when the snow comes down because as you mentioned that soil is nice and warm but uh, eventually it'll start covering up. And then when, once it gets covered, then it, it'll start piling up. But, you know, hopefully it, uh, you know, what we hope is that it won't be as bad as it sounds. But it sounds bad. So, and, you know, if get what you got to get done tonight. It should be all right. Uh, when you get up in the morning, it's just going to be nasty. It's just going to be nasty. So, you know, I'm going to stay home. I'm, we might go snowshoeing in the backyard.
1: Yeah, that would definitely one be one outdoor activity you can handle.
0: I'd tether everybody together, you know, like they did in uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder' Little House on the Prairie. We'll have Little House on the Prairie Day.
1: You know what? There are few opportunities to reenact those kinds of <laughs> stories, being out uh, in uh, Walnut Grove or yeah. over by DeSmet.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll just we'll see how long they can uh, take it out there with their little snowshoes.
1: Well, as far as driving and and being out in the community, uh, the Sioux Falls um, City leadership also brought in the South Dakota Highway Patrol and Captain Jason Husby mm-hmm. also made some comments about what can be expected tomorrow.
7: We're, we're trying to be preemptive on this. We're trying to let people know because if we put a little bit of work in ahead of time, um, we maybe won't have those grand scale problems that we've had on the interstate this winter with, uh, you know, semis blocking the road. And all that does is just uh, deter those cleanup efforts. It, it the, Department of Transportation can't get out there as quick. Um, If there's semis blocking the road, we have to wait for record companies. Um, So that's our goal here. Um, So as far as a statewide perspective, the the news reports that we're getting, um, I get them through the Office of Emergency Management, both Sioux Falls and at a state level. And when those are filtered, filtered down to us from the National Weather Service, what we discussed this morning is that they've been right on track and they're very accurate. Um, and so, with that, we made the decision this morning. Uh, eventually, those decisions are made, you know, with the Department of Transportation at the governor's office to close Interstate 90 from Rapid City to Myrtle, and that was done at 6 a.m. this morning.
1: And subsequently, they closed the interstate further to Mitchell mm-hmm. as of 2:30 this afternoon.
0: And I see, I just got an alert uh... that they closed the Interstate 29 from North Dakota to Brookings. So. Yeah, the, the interstates are shut down. You know that it's it's creeping in on us here, and there's really no need to go anywhere. It's a weekend. So get home tonight, be safe, do the sensible things, and uh, it'll be okay. It's going to be, you know, the great thing is these spring storms, here today, gone tomorrow. Well, in this case, here Saturday, gone Tuesday. <laughs> you know, the snow will be melting, the sun will come out, and it'll be a lovely spring. Right, Dan? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dan's always good for some optimism. We're going to come right back after the news and another weather update and chat with Steve Herman from Sanford Profile. He's going to tell me about my genetics. I, don't, I, have, I have concerns. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 4.34 on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we have on the line, from somewhere deep in the Sanford complex, Mr. Steve Herman, who, of course, is the Senior Director of Innovation and Research for the Sanford Profile. And a few weeks ago, we had Steve on the show, and, and we talked about some genetics, and we had to get him back because he's got some very important news. First of all, Steve, thanks for being here.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, Patrick.
0: Um, so the last time you were on the show, we talked about uh, this test that you do at Sanford Profile. And I, I think you should probably remind people what it is and what it's called before we get into the ugly news about my
2: life.
3: <laughs> sure. Well, well, our Profile Precise Test is what we're calling it. We launched it the day after Christmas this year. So we've been live now for a couple of months and, and had a great response uh, across the country with with uh, five or 6,000 people taking the test already. And in what the test does is it focuses on one genetic marker that's linked to your ability to metabolize or burn carbohydrates. And, and with that information, we can more specifically tailor uh, a nutrition plan that fits, fits you and, and your unique genetic makeup.
0: Yeah, and that it sounded so cool uh, and so awesome that I decided to take it myself. And you brought the test and uh, swabbed my cheek and took it back with you to to the, the magic that is uh, science, and sent it. You know, did performed whatever tests there are that you do on this thing, and yep. and and you've got my results. And uh, Steve, uh, for all to hear, uh, what's it say?
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> there's no wrong answers here. You know, um, that's
0: what they that's what they say right before they give you the bad news.
3: <laughs> yeah, but yours are wrong. No, uh, it's <laughs> uh, it, it's it's exciting because. Uh, because there truly is no wrong answer. With this information, it's just that it's information to help us uh, dial in uh, what your meal plan should look like. And so that gene that we're measuring, we're actually measuring the copy number variation Mm -hmm. uh, of it. So what what that means is that people have multiple copies. And, And in our data, we've seen from everything from two copies to around 25 copies. And the more copies that you have... The better you are at, at burning carbohydrates. And so for you specifically, you have 11 copies of this gene.
4: Hmm.
3: And, and that's. Mine right, goes up to
0: 11. Is that what you're saying, Steve? Yeah.
3: You're, you're, you go to 11. And so that's not, that's not good. That's not bad. Oh, good. But what that does, that places you in our high category for carbohydrates. So you're burning your carbohydrates more effectively than some other people. Uh-huh. So, so that might be positive <laughs> that might be positive for you you might be happy to hear um and and even if somebody's on the other end of the spectrum in our low group um it, it's really positive for them to hear because it gives some more answers and and a little bit more focus where they can dial in and and they're gonna that person's gonna have more more fat in their diet th- than you're gonna have so we're mm-hmm. gonna keep you on a lower fat diet
0: that's not a problem. I'm right in that. I'm right in that ballpark, Steve. So
3: that, that's where you're at now.
0: That, that's what I'm rolling. Uh, right. Here's okay. So here's my question. Back when I was uh, uh, training real hard for Ironman and such, when I was actually an athlete ish, um, I would. I was always shooting for 50 percent carbohydrates, 25 percent calories from fat, 25 percent from protein. Now those were just general guidelines. Given what you can see there. Ooh, is that a good thing or is that just too broad?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, w- with, with those ranges, you are hitting this plan pretty well. And, and so what, what we would work with you on is, is getting you in that carbohydrate range that's 45 to 65%. So mm. we, give you th- we give you some wiggle room there to move around because we know it's difficult day-to-day and meal-to-meal to be exact. And so we would try to hit that range daily to make sure we can incorporate foods that you like, um, and, and still hit that range with fat. Same type of thing. We'd go twenty-five to thirty-five percent, um, and, and so you'd be right in that range. And then protein, we might we might even be able to move you a little bit higher. But we'd also, for the way that we we uh, look at protein, we'd scale it to your body size. Mm-hmm. So we'd do a certain number of, uh, a certain number of grams of protein. Uh, depending on your weight, mm-hmm. and, and that helps us make sure that we get a, a healthy amount of protein, but don't go over over some thresholds that that might be more challenging for your body to to absorb.
0: You know, and that's interesting because that was one of the uh, uh, things that I would track was uh, a and the guideline that I used to use was one gram of protein per pound. So, if you're at you know a hundred and fifty five svelte athlete like. Okay, I was never 155, but but you know, say you're 150 pounds, and you take 150 grams of protein a day. At one, but it seemed like a lot. Yep. Is it is that really uh, too much protein at like one gram a pound? Then.
3: Um. So so we we would um, we'd probably get you close to that. It might be a little bit less. Um, we scale it by kilograms, so we we just have to do a little bit of a conversion so that that 150 pound person. Uh, Roughly
0: with, seventy kilos.
3: Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. You, we probably wouldn't put you quite on a hundred and fifty grams of protein. You would probably end up in the space that it would be um, closer to a uh, hundred. And, and I'm just doing some math. Maybe a yeah. hundred to hundred twenty grams. Yeah. In um, that space would be about the limit, unless. Uh, unless uh, you're a certain type of athlete where we wanted to increase protein to make sure that, that you can maintain some muscle mass if you're trying to build muscle. Um, but for, for a healthy, you know, well-balanced meal plan, we'd probably have you just a little bit lower than that 150 where you mm-hmm. were.
0: Interesting. So, the, And the hard thing, as you mentioned, was tracking everything. You start not eating things because you don't know <laughs> what it's made yeah. of, right? But that's part of what you guys do.
3: Yeah. And and so a profile coach is going to sit down with somebody and, and develop a meal plan together that hits, hits the, the nutrition that, that we need, um, but then also matches it with foods that somebody enjoys. But we're also going to push somebody maybe outside their comfort zone to incorporate more vegetables and, and, and foods that maybe traditionally they haven't, haven't eaten. So understanding how to cook something differently to make it taste better. Um, and then, and then we're going to, we're not going to require somebody counts their calories and, and uh, counts their points or, or those types of things, but we try to bucket things into some simple categories. So we'll say these things are protein and this is about how much you need. These things are fruits and veggies and starches and, and, and fat servings. And so we put them into broad categories. And, and the way we work with somebody is that um, if you're in that space, you can be really comfortable moving between foods. So if you're going to have um, let, let's say bell peppers, uh, mm. you know, don't, don't treat it so different than onions or mushrooms. Let's just group those as vegetables and, and, and let's be excited that you're eating them. And, and so that's some ways that we can simplify it. So we don't get too hung up on the small differences between those categories, but, but treat them as big groups.
0: That's awesome. So what I'm hearing from you, Steve, is I'm killing it. I'm nailing <laughs> it, right?
3: Yeah there's nothing better that you could be doing. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's what I like to hear.
0: We're going to come right back and talk more with uh, Steve Herman. He is the Senior Director of Innovation and Research at Sanford Profile. And he, as well as the rest of the Sanford community, has some exciting news about a big event that's coming up here in a little bit. And we're going to chat with Steve about that. So stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Maybe
7: the sun will shine today.
0: The clouds will blow away. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. We know the sun's not going to shine today, but it'll shine again someday. Someday. We return to our conversation with Steve Herman. He is Senior Director of Innovation and Research for Sanford Profile. And uh, we've been talking about a uh, cool test that they do to figure out, you know, how you burn uh, energy and how much carbohydrates and fat and protein you need. Uh, but, Steve, you uh, have some very uh, interesting news uh, about uh, a big trip you're taking. Uh, and it's a it's a whole bunch of Sanford people going along. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a, a big group of us from from Sanford Health and Sanford Research going over to a conference at the Vatican. It's the fourth international conference and it's focused on how science and technology and 21st century medicine impact culture and society. And so it's an incredible group of researchers and scientists and healthcare leaders from around the world getting together and, and talking about um, uh, the impacts that they're making.
0: And how does a uh, profile, which is uh, involves nutrition and healthy living um, Fit into that conversation. What's your role here?
3: Yeah, it's it's exciting to think about. Sanford Health has amazing things going on. I I drank the Kool Aid. Um, I I truly believe it. That it's an organization that's on the forefront of of a lot of areas. And and you know I'm I'm along for the ride. So when Sanford's up talking about the incredible research they're doing related to genetics and internal medicine and Genetics and medication, and how they can personalize medicine with this genetic genetic information, I get to go up there and talk about how we've translated some genetic information into very practical um, nutrition uh, support uh, for for a really wide audience of of people across the country.
0: Yeah, because the, the when we talk about the the test, uh, and, and you have to remind me what the name of the test that we talked about <laughs> earlier in the show is, uh, the, the swab in my cheek. What's that one called?
3: Yep. We, we refer to it as Profile Precise.
0: Profile Precise. That's just one piece of uh, what Sanford is doing in terms of genetics and yep. personalizing medicine for the individual. It's very exciting stuff. Yep.
3: And yeah. And you... they're, they're going to have more clinical trials than anybody in the country related to stem cell research and orthopedics. Um, they're doing rare disease research in genetics, and and they're they're tailoring cancer treatments based on somebody's unique genetic profile. I mean, it is it is incredible things that Sanford has going on. and and like I said, it's it's exciting to be along for the ride and talk about h- how we can leverage the the talent at Sanford um, to help help use genetic information in a really simple way for people um, to to manage their nutrition more effectively.
0: And uh, the big trip was just announced. When, when are you going,
3: Steve? I'd actually take off next weekend. Oh, my. And be there, be there for, for about a week. Um, and, and I've never, never been there, uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: You're going to get a Vespa and just cruise around Rome, like, uh, you know, Roman Holiday, that kind of thing?
3: You, you know, maybe. But, you know, the first thing, i got to take care of business. So I, I'm bringing with me uh, 350 Profile Precise kits. And, and we're offering up to all the, the attendees at the conference to have a, a, a free profile genetic test done. Um, I'm not sure if the Pope's going to participate, <laughs> but uh, if, if, he, if he does, I got a special one just for him.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's got a little papal seal on it and that kind of thing?
3: <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. exactly.
0: Um, so you, you sort of uh, offer it to the, you know, the College of Cardinals there. You know, when I see the photos of those guys, they look like they could use a little, mm, I don't want to say, it may be a nutritional consult, something of this nature.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm gonna be there in case they they want some help.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, so when you do your presentation, what what exactly are you going to be talking about, and and who you're going to be uh, speaking with?
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna be talking to the the, the, the same group uh, in front of all these all these incredible attendees, and and I'm just gonna be giving an overview, like I did with you last time we talked, mm-hmm. and a little bit today. And, and talk about the gene that we're measuring and, and talking how we take that information and and we've we've trained hundreds of health coaches across the country to, to sit down and, and and work with individuals and, and, and make this something that's simple to understand. We know it's we know it can be challenging to execute um and it's difficult to, to manage someone's weight but but we really believe with this this information uh, we can more clearly define the targets that are going to be better for somebody to maintain their weight long term.
0: That's awesome. Steve, if people want to learn more about Sanford Profile, I like, you know, you sort of dig into the details on how it works and all that and whether it would work for them. Where, where can I go? Where can I get some info? Yep.
3: Website's great opportunity at, at profileplan.com. Otherwise, you can find us on, on, on all sorts of social, social media at profile by Sanford.
0: That's awesome. Steve, uh, have fun in Italy. Um, see what you can't do for the Pope and the those Cardinals. I mean, I'm, I know you won't say it, but I think they need help. So you're just the man to do it.
3: All right. Well, well. thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. And I'll let you know how the trip goes.
0: Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Coming up after the news. Eh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not news and weather yet. I'm, a, I'm ahead of myself. You're all right. I'm okay. Steady
1: We're, the ship that are
0: captain. It's the storm. It's got me all on edge. We're going to come right back and wrap up the week and the day and the storm on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. (laughs) 456 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And that's Radio Clash. This is Radio Clash, which means it's the end of the show and it's the end of the week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah!
1: We made it through in harmony. Yes,
0: I'm playing off on the clash, That's you know. Good. When you have
1: clash, well, we we did have some harmony too along the and way.
0: There you go, there you go. Uh, something you guys got to keep in mind: we had uh, Darcy Hooster Lid on the show yesterday. She is the executive director of the Arthritis Foundation in North and South Dakota, and she was previewing this event, which we want to remind you of because it's a week from today, and that is Art for Arthritis. 530 to 930 at the Holiday Inn City Center, 100 West 8th Street. It is an event featuring the Art of Juvenile Arthritis champions, ages 4 through 13, and their local volunteer mentor artists. Enjoy hard herpes, dinner and dessert, silent and live auctions and more, and they they sell that art. It's just awesome. It's up in the, uh, way up on top in the, uh, uh, the Starlight Ballroom at the Holiday Inn City Center. It's pretty cool. We've been talking about the weather all day, all show. Dan, what's the latest? Anything, any, any street closures or anything we got to know about?
1: All you we got to know is that I did see that there was a semi that was tipped over near the Humboldt exit on I-90.
0: Stay off that interstates, people. Look out. Get where you need to be. Most of it's going to be closed here very shortly. I-29 closed from Brookings North.
1: And I also have a pole. That happened. Forty first Street in Jefferson, electrical hazard. Pull large explosion there. That's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. It's not closing any streets apparently, but there is an electrical
0: hazard there. Stay away from those places. Everybody coming up on Monday. Paul Tenakin, he'll be here to talk about his candidacy for to be your next Sioux Falls mayor. He is in the runoff against Julian Letcher, who was on the program yesterday. And so Paul will be here on Monday about 4. The common man will be our weird friend of the day, and we'll find out how you can get all those sensitive documents of yours properly destroyed. It's going to be a good show. Hunker down, everybody. Enjoy the weekend the best you can, and we'll be see you on the other side. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Who reaches the
4: other side first a job in the dirty old town.